I'm super, super, super excited to tell you about my sponsor, Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is a native-owned business located at 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Southwest Trading Company, you need to go check them out. Right now, if you can, or after this podcast, or during the podcast, but either way, go check that store out. They have a lot of great items from different artists from all around, like jewelry, blankets, art, clothing, cedar boxes, indigenous home decor, car accessories, totes, and so much more. You could spend hours in this store. I'm not kidding. I went there the first time, and I think I spent like maybe a couple hours maybe just looking around at everything they have. I mean, it's so unique. If you haven't yet, Southwest Trading Company also has a Facebook page. So if you have not yet, go like it and follow their page to keep up with all new items and events they have going on at the store. Once again, I'm super excited that we get to build together. The location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check it out, everybody. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have Cherokee and Muskogee Creek artist, composer, and curator, Elisa Harkins. His Jay Stongo. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for coming through and being on the podcast. Inga, you're welcome. Are you from around here? So I grew up in Miami, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, I was adopted and I was raised there. And my biological family is from Eufaula. Okay. And then my dad, my biological dad lives in Okmulgee now. Now, were you always a musician there? Or what kind of came first, I guess? Art? So when I was really small, like four years old, um... I would watch like dance moves on TV, mm-hmm. music videos. Um, my sister was in pom pom, and I would match her moves exactly. And um, so I was really into dance. And I, when I was four, I told my mom that I wanted to be a ballerina. I saw ballerinas on PBS, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be a ballerina. And then. So she put me in dance lessons, um, but it wasn't really ballet, you know. And um, and then I also uh, I would I also sang. So we went to First Baptist Church in Miami, and so for a Christmas pageant, uh, I was the littlest angel, and I think that was my first time on stage singing. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Dang. How did that go? Do you remember it? I don't really remember. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everyone was just like, oh, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did. I I did stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I did a lot of like drawing and writing books with my friends in grade school and it wasn't really until like junior high when I started like really 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 being into dance and doing like dance competitions and also singing competitions and 
singing opera and um yeah I was really into singing I played trombone for a second really (laughs) yeah Yeah, wow and then um in high school um I got really serious about dance and my mom um my mom passed like a year ago or last August and um she was very supportive and she would drive me to Tulsa every day, including Saturdays to take ballet at Tulsa school of ballet. Mm-hmm. And then she also had, um, had me in voice lessons. So I have a little bit of, um, music theory from taking voice lessons. Um, but yeah, things didn't really, things didn't really, um, I don't know, gel until later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, when I was 17, I quit dance and singing um, and decided I wanted to go into advertising. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was studying dance in New York at Alvin Ailey, which is a pretty prestigious um, dance company. And... Um, just it's just a very toxic environment um mm. if anyone has studied dance um for real <laughs> yeah i mean they just it was very strict um but they said like your body is a temple and you can't smoke and you can't have fun and i don't just lots of things and i was very rebellious and i was i, I remember i was skateboarding and it felt like so rebellious like oh my dance teachers would be so mad if they knew (laughs) and then I broke my ankle oh no (laughs) (laughs) but I was sort of relieved um and uh yeah kind of took the summer off Mm -hmm. and then I applied to go to school in Chicago at um at Columbia College Chicago and I was supposed to go for dance Um, but I was still, uh, recovering from the skateboarding accident. And so I decided to take classes in computer stuff, like, um, video editing and animation and graphic design and photography. So you did, you did all that. (laughs) So you left that out. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm learning like a lot of lot of stuff from you. You know, I know about um, the music you put out, and then you have a website as well, and you're a performer as well. But you know, just hearing about you know taking dancing seriously, you know. But then I like how you know I didn't even know about you know you actually did quit, you know, and so but now you know you found it again. I'm assuming, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then like you know. But during that kind of break, I guess, you know, you found other things that would benefit to what all you're doing now, you know, as an editing, graphic design, photography, like, you know how to do your own pictures and stuff like you understand, I'm assuming lighting and all that stuff, too, that goes with it. Mm, I I wouldn't say that photography is one of my strongest suits. Um, but yeah, I really love to get down and uh, roll up my sleeves and edit some video. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for me, it's almost like like having a million puzzle pieces mm-hmm. and then picking which ones um, go in which, um, what spot and then like, oh, how can I make the picture you know perfect with all these different puzzle pieces? Yeah, I mean, that's how editing is, too. Editing can be a big pain, you know, if you're not, if you're not, like, enjoying it, I guess, like, would you sound like you enjoy editing more than shooting? Would you say that you enjoy editing more than shooting, or is it more of, like, a, it's equal? Mm, I mean, it's just two different parts of your brain. I love shooting. Mm-hmm. I love shooting. And, well. yeah, so if you want to ever work on something. Sorry, Natty's uh <laughs> I don't know. Daddy, go lay down. But, um, yeah. But, I mean, that's really cool. And then you're a skater. I'm not a skater. 
skater. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was. Or did I think that just... was the first. That was the first and the last time. Oh, it was one of those. Yeah. Oh no! And then you just happened to break your ankle. Yeah, I broke my ankle. Oh. Were you just kind of riding along, or were you trying to do a trick? I was trying to do a trick. I was trying to like, you know, go up on the side sidewalk. Like a, a like a grind. Mm. Or were you trying to hop up on it? I was just trying to hop up on it. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Were you by yourself or with friends? I was with friends. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. At least you weren't there by yourself with a, a broken ankle. That'd be terrible. <laughs> that's cool though because I've wanted like I love skate like. I'm too scared to skate. I was always afraid to skate just just to try it. I mean I've like rode on a board, but that's about it. I've never tried to like attempt. Actually, I have a try. I've I have a try. Have a tried. I have attempted to make a trick happen. I think it was a kickflip. I think, but luckily the board slipped under me and I just fell on my butt. So that was it. Don't. It was embarrassing because I was in front of a bunch of people at our school at a IIA. So everybody seen me fall. Everybody looked. Everybody laughed. It hurt so bad, but I tried to. I tried to hop back up as fast as I could. I admire people that skate. I think it's like the coolest thing ever. It, I'm just too afraid to like go all the way right now too. Cause I'm older and if I break something, dude, it's I'm out for a long time. Well, luckily I was <laughs> 17. So yeah, I was, uh, I could bounce back, but that's cool though. So, and then how long were you in the, uh, marketing biz? Oh gosh. For a really long time. I actually really loved it. Um, yeah, I worked in advertising for McDonald's, Budweiser, Uniqlo, um, Purina, uh, well, cigarettes, <laughs> uh, Cadillac. <laughs> um, yeah, just I had a lot of, yeah, I had a lot of clients. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I actually really liked the nine to five lifestyle. Um, but, um, something happened where, um, so I saw a psychic and she said that I wasn't doing my life's purpose and that I was going to hit a brick wall. Mm -hmm. And in 2010, I was hit by a car on my bicycle and Whoa. I broke seven bones in my face and I was, yeah, unconscious. I was, um, in the hospital for a really long time and, um, had my mouth wired shut. So I couldn't really talk. I couldn't eat. Um, and yeah, kind of because I had been in bed for so long was, I had to sort of, relearn how to walk a little bit mm -hmm. which is very strange um and i came back to oklahoma so i was in chicago um doing advertising for probably 10 years and then um so i came back to oklahoma and i was recovering at my parents house and i found um some this sheet music that was it said that it was um, Cherokee. So it's these um, songs that have been tra transcribed by um, by someone that, and then, so anyway, I found this sheet music and I, I put it into Ableton Live. So I was teaching myself Ableton at the time because um, I wanted to learn how to make electronic music. And so this break kind of gave me the opportunity to uh, learn those learn those skills so I took this sheet music and then I added like beats and then um, yeah I had a project for a while called pooper mm -hmm. and she <laughs> she's like kind of like a rapper kind of like a it's almost like she's like a 
like a kids TV show host or something, but she's like has these funny raps mm-hmm. and she has like a um a song called Ham Dance. Ham Dance. Uh-huh, and mm-hmm. it has a dance that you do along with it. And um so I would make these animations. I would make an animation for each track. And um and yeah, so then Pooper she would perform in front of these giant like projections. Um and I think her last performance, um, someone made her a homemade hot tub. Lucas Wrench made her a homemade hot tub. And mm-hmm. so, and then there was the projection and then she's in the hot tub um, <laughs> singing and rapping. <laughs> that's cool. And that's Pooper? Yeah, Pooper. That pooper. was Pooper. Yeah. <laughs> that was Pooper, but... um, um. Yeah, I kind of retired Pooper um, and uh, wanted to get a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to grad school and I went to grad school at CalArts in California. It's in Valencia. And they have um, an ele- electronic music school. So I studied electronic music composition at the Herb Alpert School of Music at CalArts. Whoa. You've been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we went from Miami to Chicago to Pooper now to Cal. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty cool, like, little, you know, journey. And then, uh, well, I was going to say, like, was Pooper just kind of like a, just to try it out, you think? Like, just to, hey, let me, you know, because you just said, uh, after that, I'll take it serious or whatever. Kind of. I mean, so at the time, um, there were some groups. There was a group called Paper Rad and then a group called Extreme Animals and these other um, art collectives that were doing this animation slash music slash art performance. Um, So I was really inspired by them and I wanted to do sort of the native version. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then, um, you know, I was really thinking about it and I was like, you know, I should just figure out my own thing. My, like, what is my own voice, my own vision, instead of sort of taking inspiration from these other people. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good thing too, to figure out actually, like, just to be you, like yourself. You know, like what, you know, Pooper was created, I guess, through that. I mean, not like, but it became like, I don't know, like you felt like it wasn't just you. Like it was just maybe a projection of something, I guess. Because that's how I was. Like, I wanted to be some somebody else when I did this. Yes. Like I wanted to project somebody else's uh personality or like views when all it is it's just being you just being yourself right yeah like pooper is a a persona like mm-hmm. an alter ego and um so yeah so yeah then i was um yeah at, at CalArts, i actually did a piece called fake um which then kind of transitioned into like the wampum performance that I do now and the radio three performance that I do now. Um, but yeah, it was really, um, it was really like getting over the hurdle of what people think a native American should look like or should act like or be like. And, so Pooper was is a little bit of like a cartoon, you mm. know. And so yeah, I was like, okay, what is the real? <laughs> yeah. Elisa. Elisa. Elisa, yeah. What is the who's who's this real Elisa that, you know, we have right here right now? And so you discovered that at Cal? Uh CalArts. CalArts? Yeah. You discovered your like your true like what we are listening to now like this album this uh exclusive vinyl that i was gifted yes 
Yeah, actually, some of the tracks that um, are on there I wrote when I was in grad school. So. Mm-hmm. And what's this one called? That is um, Radio 3. So that's um, an hour-long dance piece that I do with Hanako Hoshimi Kanes and Zoe Pollock. When did this come out? When did you drop this? Actually, let me ask you this. So when did... Let's see, you said you did marketing for 10 years, and then you got in your accident, and then you moved back here, and then you found the sheet music. So, like, what was the time frame on that? Oh, okay. So, that was in 2010, Mm -hmm. and I just started, yeah, making this pop music, and then... I think around 2012. 2012. I, so I was in Chicago um, during that time. Um, and then uh, it, w- it was very cold in Chicago. And I, because of my accident, I had titanium plates surgically put in my face. So on my jaw, on my chin, on my other side of my jaw, on my orbitals, um, there's titanium in there. Whoa. And so when it gets very cold, it's very painful because the metal gets cold. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had to move. Um, it was, yeah, it was, um, those like snow apocalypses yeah. that happened in Chicago. Those, and, um, so, after trying to figure it out, I went I went to Florida, I went to New York, and a lot of my friends were moving to Los Angeles. And so I said, okay. And everyone said, you will feel so much better and you won't be in pain, um, which was true. Mm. And then actually a lot of healing happened in my face when I was in L.A., um, and yeah, I had a, a wisdom tooth that came up mm-hmm. and it was like pushing the titanium plates and there were screws coming out of the out of my gums. Whoa. And so I, I would I would be eating something and like screws would come out of my mouth. Hmm. And um, so I had some invasive surgery to um, take out one of the titanium plates and a wisdom tooth. And since then I, I haven't really had like this chronic pain. So you had your the surgery and I mean, but that's good. It was healing though. And I guess the heated part of the world <laughs> because yeah, Chicago can get crazy cold. I've never been there. I've been wanting to go there, but you know, every time somebody talks about it, they just talk about the snow and like, <laughs> Like it's never like I don't know what it's like in the summertime. I don't know if it's it's hot and humid. Is it hot and humid <laughs> yeah, over there in yeah. the summertime, like here, or is it just? Mm, it's it's not as hot as here, um, but it's still it's hot and humid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Chicago. Um, I think there's great food and um, still a really great art scene. Um, yeah. Is the pizza good? Oh. Yes. That's what I always hear, too. Snow and pizza. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds all right with me. (laughs) But they got the, uh, like, it's the actual deep dish, I guess. Right? It's it's not like here, like, Pizza Hut. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite uh, Oklahoma pizza? Man. Probably, I like Hideaway, to All be right. honest. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago pizza is on the opposite spectrum. Really? <laughs> the Hideaway, <laughs> yes. So I would be, like, blown away, probably, if I just had some authentic Chicago pizza. I mean, it is a little bit of an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, I I mean I can only eat one slice. Mm-hmm. It's huge, mm-hmm. and um, I mean it's almost like a casserole or something. Oh my god! 
Um, but yeah, really good. Um, I like Pequod's pizza. What is it? Pequod. Pequod. Yeah, and um, so they caramelize the crust somehow with like Parmesan, and then they put extra garlic in the sauce, and yeah, it's it's very good. That sounds good. That sounds like nothing I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I'm used to uh. Red Baron here in Oklahoma. <laughs> the gas station. <laughs> no, That's kidding. right. Yeah. <laughs> My mom and dad totally lived on that for so long. <laughs> My, I had a buddy I worked with at a casino, and that's all he would eat is Red Baron pizza from Walmart. <laughs> he'd, he'd brag about it constantly, too. So 2012, you started back on music again. Yeah, and I was kind of trying to find a place to live. And then mm-hmm. I think in 2013, yeah, I was in Los Angeles and trying to, like, really get a job in advertising. And I didn't have a car. And so my commute was forever. Um, and then I, I had really been resisting going to grad school, but I... Finally, I just said, I, ha- I have to do this. I have to go to grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I think 2014, I started grad school. And that's the Cal Arts? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was grad school. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you, okay, all right, all right. And then you were there for a couple years? Mm-hmm, two yeah, years. Two years. Um, yeah, I was there for two years, and uh, I worked on... I was working in advertising. I was um, an HTML5 developer for a while. Um, And then my last job job was I was a graphic designer for social media for the NFL. What? (laughs) And I I don't even know anything (laughs) about football. And awesome. it, it didn't pay very well, just so you know. Really? No, it didn't pay very well. And it it was a lot of work. It was tons of work. And um, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and because I don't even know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know who, who any of those players were. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, then something really crazy happened where, um, um, my friend drowned Mm -hmm. and, um, so I, when I lived in Chicago, I used to go to this artist residency called Acre and, um, I went three years in a row, which normally doesn't happen when, usually when you go to artist residency, you just go for one year, um, but I went three years in a row and I was very close friends with the people who were on the staff and the people who ran it. And sometimes I would like go and help out if they were like building something. Um, and yeah, this was, um, yeah, my friend Virginia. So we had lived together briefly and we were in an art show together and had done this residency together and um she was just very well-known person in the art community and so she had they had been celebrating her birthday and they went to the mississippi at night and they were swimming in the mississippi at night and so she jumped in um with her boyfriend and he came up and then she didn't come up oh no and so he went to the to the shore and he you know they were camping with bun- with a bunch of people and <clears throat> so they were like have you se- have you seen virginia has anyone seen virginia where is she did she come to the shore and so then the this is in like rural wisconsin and so um the police the steuben wisconsin police they um they looked for her um, and 
they you know they would they were searching the river and um i don't know they just ended up giving up they couldn't find her mm -hmm. and so all of us um i was in la and so i would you know talk to my friends on the phone in the evening and try to get an update and um everyone was kind of losing it <laughs> mm -hmm. i think all of us were kind of losing our minds because we are like trying to figure out where she is for two weeks and so something in something in my mind kind of snapped and i just started saying like oh she's alive she's alive she's alive and then my friends who were there in wisconsin searching for her also started to believe that she was alive like oh she must be alive because we've searched so hard for her um and eventually someone finally like a fisherman found her body um which was a huge relief but um i i don't know i ended up um losing my job at nfl for not being happy enough mm -hmm. <laughs> for not being cheerful enough in oh, the office uh -huh. and um i didn't tell them that my friend was missing or anything like that but i um i don't know and i i was like okay well i'm gonna go stay with my parents for a while so i went back to miami and then um yeah that was um I thought I was going to go back to LA, but I didn't, that didn't happen. I ended up, um, moving to Tulsa and yeah, making art, <laughs> making art again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of art is it? Is it paintings or is it your music? I know it's music, but I don't know about the, if it, if you do paintings or drawings or. Mm, I don't do paintings. Um, I was thinking about starting. I did paint a little bit when I was in Chicago. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking about maybe starting a painting practice. But, no, I'm, the work is really uh, centered around, like, performance and the body mm. and music. Um, and so a lot of the work is video art. Um, so I sold a video to Crystal Bridges. Um and then uh, installation art. Um, there was an installation for the AIM song, um, and that was on Detroit, I think. And um, so that was in the window at the Tulsa Artist Fellowship during the pandemic. And so it was a, a sculpture that was a upside down American flag Mm -hmm. and it had white fringe on it and then it had an aim patch on it and then it has um a transcription of uh lewis gray singing the aim song and then a video of lewis gray um singing the aim song oh really mm -hmm. and then there's another installation um that actually i'm getting ready to show uh next year in sarasota but um it's a it's me and danny wesley and we're singing uh des omis Kethiskos, which is a muskogee and seminole hymn uh this may be the last time we don't know so it's a a music video made um that and we recorded the song um with mark kukendall and then so um, there's like there's three canoes that are hanging vertically on the wall, and the first canoe has uh, a video screen in it. So the video is in that screen, and um, and then the canoes have the lyrics in Muskogee Creek and English on all three canoes, mm -hmm. and then on the ground there's the blue canoe that's in the video um that danny kind of appears out of um in the video and um so then on top of the canoe on the ground 
there's the Cherokee tear dress that I'm wearing in the video as a sculpture, and then the ribbon shirt that Danny's wearing as a sculpture. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the work, um, because the work is so much about the body, I'm trying to, um, you know, really have that materiality and that embodiment um, come through uh, instead of like as a painting, but it's something like 3D um, that has some sort of, you know, residual effect from Danny and I wearing the wearing this regalia during the video, but then you see it sort of continuing to perform um, as a sculpture, as an installation. Okay. And you directed these? Are you you did everything? You directed it, shot it? Uh, I directed it, um, and then I work with someone based in L.A. who, mm-hmm. uh, who shoots my videos, um, Ian Byers Gamber. Mm-hmm. Yay, Ian. Go, Ian. Shout out, Ian. <laughs> Shout out to Ian. <laughs> um, and then Ian also shoots um, photos uh, that are, we, we use them as, like, stills for, like, a catalog if somebody wants to put a photo of something in a catalog um but i'm going to start printing them i'm and i (laughs) i keep asking my photo friends um like what's the best way and they're like you know is it c print is it inkjet what do you do and so if anyone has any advice for me or wants to print some photos for me come at me elisa harkins at gmail.com hit her up i know a lot (laughs) of you out there (laughs) Help out, help her out with her, um, help her out with this. But that's, that's, that's cool. Like, um, I wish I could have got to watch some of these, uh, performances. Are they on YouTube or are they? They're on my website. They're on my Vimeo. I watched that one. Yeah, I don't have Vimeo, but there is one that I did watch. It's, uh, 1-800, is it fake art? Oh, that's from grad school. Is that from grad school? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I really did that. I really called and turned myself in. What? Yeah. That's real? That's real. I'm, I could have gone to prison. What? Yes. <laughs> they never called me back. They never did an investigation. Whoa. Should we be talking about this? I, well, <laughs> I'm enrolled now, oh so God. it's all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just straight up acting. No. That's real. That was real. That was real. That was real. Yeah. Whoa. That mm. was real. Yeah, I was yeah, I wasn't enrolled for a really long time. Uh-huh. And then um I'm just I'm glad that yeah, people in grad school were like, You have to get enrolled. You could go to prison for making native art. Mm-hmm. And, or people could remove you from a show. And so um, my adoptive parents did not want me to learn about who I am. Really? Yeah. And, uh, um, but yeah, because of this uh, Indian Arts and Crafts Law, 1990 Indian Arts and Crafts Law, they had to. (laughs) Which, you know, I think it's, a really strange law um but um but yeah i'm glad that i'm so happy that i found out my ancestry and um met my biological mom and my biological dad and have reconnected with some family and um yeah and now yeah i'm like getting my certificate in Muskogee language at College of Muskogee Nation and nice. yeah and I just curated a show of um Cherokee and Muskogee artists um and then Raven Half Moon's in there too so one Caddo artist <laughs> at um Atlanta Contemporary um and yeah just yeah have a different confidence about me Mm -hmm. which i'm um i wish i would have learned sooner but that's okay 
Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's always the right time too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, but same here. We talked about it a little before with tribes and language and all that, but I'm I'm just now starting to dive deep in uh, my own culture. So, you know, I I don't know. It's just uh, I feel like it's just like time to try to learn it at least, you know, and then I'm getting older. I'd like to kind of pass it along. But, yeah, I'm glad you didn't go to prison. I'm glad you're learning. Um, you talked about cu- being a curator. How did you get into curating? If, if that's the proper way to say it, curating, curator. Yeah. Um, well, hmm. in my, okay, so when I graduated from um, uh, Columbia College, Chicago, mm-hmm. so I had studied a lot of new media um, and I was 21 and I became a new media curator and I um, traveled around. I would go to the Netherlands and I would go to Paris and I would go to different (laughs) places and be invited to festivals and um, yeah, curate different shows. Um, A lot of the work was political. um, So... Um, the Yes Men were uh, one of the groups that I curated. Um, and then I, yeah, I had a gallery in Chicago called Heaven Gallery. And um, so I was the curator there and curated um, Jen Stark. Um, and I'm trying to think who else. I did curate, um, I think, Paper Rad. Um, but yeah, so I was um, a curator of like emerging artists. There's the the School of the Art Institute Chicago is there, so a lot of the um, undergrads uh, would show at the gallery, um, and then museum a museum would come and want to show their work in the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, like creating opportunities for these emerging artists um and um yeah it that was really fun um but uh, it's curating <laughs> i don't know i feel like curating doesn't pay very well really? and yeah um honestly um yeah being an artist it um seems to be more fruitful for me mm-hmm. um but yeah, um, so then uh, a lot of things would happen. Uh, like Chicago is a very competitive place, and so people wanted to take over my gallery, and they would like go behind my back and try to do deals and try to um, take over my spot as a as head curator and um I because it was such a labor of love um I felt really I felt just so angry about it and I I I ended up quitting and I'm like I'm quitting and I'm not doing this ever again and so but when I went to grad school um I had to make a choice because you can go to grad school for curation or, or you can go to grad school to be an artist. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I have to pick. And I said, okay, I'm going, I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to go to school to be an artist instead of a curator. And um, so I, because um, in the art world, there are these distinctions that are made because of education. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that I, I would ever be a curator ever again. So um, it was it was interesting when I was invited to curate this show at Atlanta Contemporary, but they they wanted somebody um, who was Muskogee, mm-hmm. and um, they wanted that history of removal and um, 
because it's just not even discussed in Atlanta. Yeah. Is it hard being a curator? I've wanted to try it, but... It's a lot of writing. Is it? Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> I'm like, ooh. But, um... When I got to Atlanta, okay, so the night before I'm flying out, I was told that I had to write curatorial statements for all of the project spaces um, that that night. That night? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> let's see. There's the Secret Garden, Shoot Space, Sliver, Lecture Hall. So, yeah, like four curatorial mm. statements and so I started writing them all all at once mm -hmm. and then um that morning I flew there I got there at noon I said I'm not done and they said okay well go to the hotel and write and so I went to the hotel and I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and then like made the deadline because they had to have it like printed on vinyl and they said you have to have it done by this day so that we can get it to the vinyl printer um so yeah how long how long are those those uh, statements mm, i don't they're pretty long 300 400 words 500 really? words yeah for four of them mm -hmm. dang and you got it done in a few hours <laughs> it seems like no it took like yeah it took a whole evening but yeah i mean i have this indigenous concert series um which is i suppose a form of curation you do the six moon mm -hmm. right so when you when did you start that i started that two years ago um so we just finished our second season um with raven chacon and chanupa hanska luger um oh chanupa I went to Iowa with them, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they had this really amazing performance for camera, which um, then they added more music to it. And um, Chinupa is performing sort of as this bird. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. Um but yeah, I I would like to do another season, but I ha I would have to find funding. So um, this past year was funded by Mid America Arts Alliance. Mm -hmm. um, they have an interchange grant, and yeah, you should probably apply for it for the podcast. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. What is it called? Uh, Mid America Arts Alliance Interchange Fellowship. Send me that link. Okay. I'm gonna forget. <laughs> <laughs> so they help out a lot with anything? Yeah, I mean, I think um, the work needs to be about social engagement, mm -hmm. which is what you do. And this podcast gives indigenous folks a platform, so mm -hmm. they'd probably be interested. I have to look into that. That would be a big help. I mean, people have said look into grants, but I honestly don't even know where to start. I wouldn't know where to go. People say my own tribe, but I don't want to bother them. <laughs> <laughs> They've got their own problems. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's cool, though. Like, um, you got them to help out with your um, the six moons and... You've done two of them so far? Mm-hmm. Two seasons. Two seasons? Mm-hmm. Um, Is that yearly or? Yeah, yearly. Okay. And where did these happen? Where did they happen at? So the first year was completely online because of the pandemic. Mm. And so all of them were um, streamed to Twitch. And um, oh, some cool. of them happened in Montreal. So one of the dancers that I work with, Hanako Hoshimi Kane, she's... Um, the curator, the guest curator at CCOV, and then another dancer that we know, um, Yvonne Oben Malo, she is the indigenous curator at CCOV. And so um, I worked with them and they produced these 
kind of amazing shows. Um, one is with Mo Clark and um, and Dana Danger is um, part of the performance. And there's a um, two spirit drum circle, mm-hmm. and the camera angle is from above. Um, so they had all these different cameras and cuts and and they did it all live and um and uh yeah it, yeah it was um it was great to work with them and i also had no idea what they were going to produce and i would just like tune in mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and be like wow um but yeah some of the the performances this year um Travis Mamaday did a live performance at OK Number One, which is here in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was a lot of um, uh, it was a lot of hand drum songs Mm -hmm. um, and some uh, Muscogee Seminole and Kiowa hymns. Um, And then uh, someone made meat pies. We had meat Ooh. pies and meat pies and pop and <laughs> this <laughs> concert. It was really nice. <laughs> That's always good. Meat pies and pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's pretty cool, though. You've had two of them so far. The first one was online. Was that difficult online or did you even notice? It was difficult. Yeah. Um, because the artists some of the artists were in charge of their own streaming okay and so for the second season i tried to put into the budget um like funding for if they if the artist could find someone to help them stream then we we could pay that person so that the artist doesn't have to perform and stream and you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh worry about those two things so um but um, I mean, yeah, I would really prefer to um, do it the way that we did Travis's show where it's live and we're streaming it. But then there's also people doing documentation and doing professional recording. And then I later take that and make a nice video for it. Mm-hmm. OK. And you're hoping for a third one? Hoping for a third one, yep. In person or? I would love to do it in person, all here in Tulsa. Yes, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> for you gotta let me know if you ever if it happens, but probably not so soon since uh, you're going on tour. That's right. Correct. Going on tour. Yep, my first tour, big tour. How many? Uh, cities so we're going to montreal seattle portland stockholm and then birmingham uk and then and then i'll get back and then um yeah later on i'll be back in montreal but i'll be solo but yeah so for radio three so yeah radio three with um the dancers, uh, Hanako Hoshimi Keynes and Zoe Pollock. So we're going to be performing in Montreal September 12th, 13th, and 14th. And then we go to Portland. Mm-hmm. And um, the um, NACF, uh, Native American Cultures Foundation, Oh yeah. they are having a conference. They happen to be having a conference at the same time that we will be there. So we're performing for a festival called TBA at PICA um, September 17th and 18th. And then we're hoping to do a pop-up performance for the NACF conference. Um, And then we go to Seattle and um, we're doing On the Boards Festival September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And then there's a little bit of a break and I'll come back here for my dad's 80th birthday. Mm-hmm. And then October 5th and 6th, uh, we'll be in Stockholm and the 15th of October, 
We're in Birmingham, UK, and on the 12th of October, I'm doing a little solo wampum performance um, somewhere, maybe in the club. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the UK. Have you been to that one? I've never before? been. I've never been to the UK. No. Yeah. So, like, Chinupa had a project called Settlement 2020, and we were gonna go to Plymouth. And um, sort of do an occupation um, for the um, the Mayflower. Uh, there's like a there was a big celebration. I guess it was canceled because of the pandemic. But mm-hmm. um, so we were going to go do an occupation in Plymouth, UK, and then it didn't happen. So mm. um, but yeah. I w- yeah, I have big news. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Okay. So the other day, day before yesterday, I had a meeting with a playwright named Ari Knox. Mm-hmm. And they want to make the first Muskogee musical. Really? And they want me to do the music. Ooh. And they want it to be like electronic music. Oh my god. And then <laughs> they they were like, Oh, I I think I'm having visions of like Broadway. But I'm <laughs> I'm sort of that overwhelms me a little bit. So Yeah. Um I'm just thinking about, you know, how great it would be to have like the first Muskogee musical. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. And you that was yesterday? Day before, day yesterday. before yesterday. Yeah. How exciting. Do you have to compose new music? Mm-hmm. Dang. I'm super excited. Yeah. When do you when do you think you'll start that? Composing music or Um I don't know how a play goes. Yeah, we well, I haven't signed any contracts, um, and they are still working on funding. Mm-hmm. Um but I think we will premiere in 2024. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm eager to hear a lot of the stuff you make because, like I told you before, um, I like your track Pony. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you talked about finding yourself and becoming, you know, who you who you truly are in the uh, music scene and you know before we probably cut out um how did you was that during your time at cal arts or after or like right when you graduated you think and then you started making this mm, i think it's been i mean it's an ongoing journey um mm-hmm. i think that yeah, going to language class helps and um, hanging out with elders helps mm-hmm. um, for me to, yeah, really think about who I am and, you know, also like to learn our histories and um, how complicated they are. Um, and also like the history of our regalia, um, where that those stories come from and um i mean i think it's um i mean when do you ever truly know yourself (laughs) good question (laughs) (laughs) um i think we know when we're on the right path though right i I think i'm on the right path right now it just took a while but but yeah when do you really truly know probably don't right i don't know what do you think (laughs) That's I a mean, hard question. I think I think it's just a I think it's just an ongoing journey, you know. It's like uh it's like my language journey, like um mm-hmm. you know, someday I'll be fluent, but even then I won't know everything. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true too. Everything like I said, I'm still learning new I stuff d- every day. I just know Noah. Oh, (laughs) Noah, Noah, yeah, yeah. How do you know that? (laughs) Tudahi. 
Oh yeah, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> Are you nervous on ponies? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And I was listening to. Oh yeah, we're well, going back to pony. And then a lot of your, pretty much all your songs, like, it's all in the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Electronica with uh, Creek Lang- Creek Muskogee Creek language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see, um, like, the songs, they get better at the language <laughs> as the years go on. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, there's some um, elders that I work with, and I can ask them for translations. And I was, <laughs> this is funny, I was asking one of them, like, I was like, how do you say boss lady? Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then I sent them um, the Doja Cat song. Oh, uh, which one? Like, where she's like, I'm a beat. I'm a boss. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he was like, I want to unhear that. <laughs> And I was like, well, how how would you express that in Muskogee? Mm-hmm. But so we were tossing back and forth some uh, different ideas. But I don't know. We're like, maybe Hokies, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's um. What does that mean, Hokie? Hokie is just a woman, a lady. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> And how many tracks on this? Um, I'm not sure. I think there's 12. 12, okay. Yeah, I looked on your uh, the um, Apple Music, but it just seemed like it was all singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like a, a album, but all your singles had the, uh, I guess we're just, what you're talking about for the, uh, the images on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for the past few years, I've just released singles and Mm then um yeah i wasn't expecting this to become an album um but um pika portland institute of contemporary art um they wanted to put it out and also western front um in victoria um so yeah the songs were already out um i had already published the songs and then um, then we collected them into the double LP. Um, but yeah, I would do it differently if I were to do it again. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would wait and then mm. publish them all together okay. as an album. Yeah. <laughs> is it hard to release stuff on Apple music or is it kind of, is mm. it tricky with this? It was tricky at first, but. Um, I just use CD Baby. Um, so yeah, I use them for, um, my royalties and licensing and stuff. Mm, okay. All right. And as it, it just distributes everything for you? Mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple. Mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Well, it does like TikTok and... Oh, really? Instagram and... Oh, the... Like when you do a story or a reel? Mm-hmm. Then it, oh, okay. So that's how that... All right. I thought there was a different thing for that. I forget about... And then Snapchat has that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're pretty much everywhere. Instagram. <laughs> yep. TikTok. If you, you want to put Pony on your story, you can. Can I use Pony for the intro and outro of this? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to rip it from YouTube now. I can send it to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah do that. <laughs> That'd be easier. Because <laughs> that way I don't have to rip it and then put it on here, put it in GarageBand, uh, make it whatever, how I need it, and then just, yeah, I can just rip it whenever. Or I can just put it in your episode and boom, split it up or whatever. Easier. Easy. So, but thank you for coming on spreading your good news about the tour the play I, i'm looking forward to all of that stuff 
uh, let people know how to follow you or contact you even. And let's get season three. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so my name is Elisa Harkins, E-L-I-S-A-H-A-R-K-I-N-S. And my website's elisaharkins.org. And you can find me on Instagram under Elisa Harkins. And I also have a concert series called Six Moons, and that's at sixmoons.org. So, Mido, thank you so much for having me. I've had a really great time. Yes. And, um, yeah, let's keep in touch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. If you have more stuff coming out or you want to promote something, let me know. I'll I'll help out, help out however I can. But uh, everybody go follow her, check her out, get in touch with her. Uh, check out her music, available everywhere, as we just said. And... If you're not already, follow Okie Podcast on Instagram at Okie Podcast. My personal on Instagram is at Rustmus49. Okie Podcast is on Facebook as well. My personal is Russell Sun Eagle. Um, Okie Podcast uh, is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podcast Stitcher. It's everywhere. I'd say Google it and you would find it. And then. I'm also the co-host of Unsolved Reservation, Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Yes. Woo. <laughs> Me, Chris, uh, Yahola, and Tyler, we hold it down talking about paranormal stuff. Uh, go check us out. Type it in. It's everywhere as well. It's its own thing now. It used to be on Skoden Cinema, but we decided to put it, make it its own entity. Yeah, go check us out. Uh, TikTok, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review the podcast. I'm also a co-host of the Turtle Island Boys as well. We just started that. And I'm also another co-host of another podcast called Underground Kings Podcast with King Castor X. So go follow us. Go like us. Go subscribe, rate, review to all those podcasts. Uh, check out Ogie Podcast, www.okiepodcast.com. And so, yeah. Um, Till next time, everybody. Peace.